warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. The prophecy says that I am Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. We meet again. What prophecy? Just you wait. Okay. You didn't expect for there to be an ongoing plot. No, I didn't. There, there is now. Uh, All will be revealed in due time. Okay. We are in the horror quarter. Okay. The closer we get to Sam Hain, the thinner the veil will become. And who knows Sowin. what madness and mayhem will transpire. Sure. But the, uh, the madness and mayhem that's transpiring now is that we're still outside enjoying a fire. Yes, we are. Uh, madness, mayhem, and modellos with some lime. Yeah. And mosquitoes. Hopefully and mosquitoes. not going to town this time. Yeah, they are the monsters munching on our meat. I don't like that, but hey. Yep. Keeping the alliteration going. Yep. But yeah, we're enjoying a crackling fire. A nice... Balmy? balmy evening not like terrible the the bugs is the worst part to be honest yeah i wish there's a little humid a little bit more of a breeze again just setting the tone setting the stage yep got some beautifully lit uh backyards here like those little lights are cool are they solar lights like solar lights yes cool powered by the sun Mm -hmm. that's good shit well i got a little slight fright for you that hopefully is also good shit I hope so. We're going to go on a journey. Kind of. Okay. To a place that is not here. It is somewhere else. <laughs> Good. That makes sense. All right. Quote. Anybody who grew up in Abbeville grew up knowing the legend. If your mother or dad didn't want you to be out after dark, they'd tell you. I'm intentionally leaving out the name of the legend for dramatic effect. Okay. They'd tell you, whoever this or what this is would get you. And you believed it, too. That is a quote from Jimmy Rain, founder of Great Southern Wood Preserving. And something else we will go get to and get into later. Like, he's founded something else. But again, Jimmy is quite invested in our little topic tonight. Uh, The quote about the legend can be found at AL.com, a website for Alabama among other sites, that quote's been kind of, you know, certain things with certain stories, you know, kind of get pasted around. Yep. So it's out there. Okay. But yeah, we're going to uh, Alabama. Cool. And uh, what legend are we talking about? Because again, I intentionally didn't tell you about it. But you're going to. I'm going to. And eventually you will know the name of this legend. From moonmausoleum.com. That's the site. On a cold, dark, rainy night. So bitterly cold, damp, and dark, when even street lights won't burn and the striking of a match refuses to yield the tiniest flame on nights like this, 
the legend we're talking about, comes out of the lair and roams the streets of Babyville to see whom they can find. Again, I'm leaving out the name of the legend on purpose here. Something's coming out in the dark, getting people. Mm-hmm. Especially dark nights. Especially dark nights, correct. Again, I'm going to read this sentence, reread this part. The legend comes out of her lair and roams the streets of Abbeville to see whom she can find. So I, I kind of let it slip there. I got into a little bit of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Abby. Abby. Well, not Abby. No, Abbeville. But she. There is a she involved in this legend. Mm-hmm. The she is, in fact, the topic of the legend. One clue about the legend, again, is that she is, in fact, a woman. Or woman-like. She... If she truly is a she and not just an anonymous source of terror, is seven feet tall, and one account said that she could be as wide as like a cotton plant. I don't know what that means. Though. I mean, cotton, it's, a, it's basically like not like skinny, like just massive. Okay. And clad all in black. Mm-hmm. Her head is also adorned by a wide brimmed hat. So imagine like an excessively tall woman in like a large like sun hat. Yeah, that's that would freak me out. In all black. Mm-hmm. And so like you might not even be able to tell like the features of her. Like it's just like almost like a phantom. So yeah, a seven foot tall womanly shadow like apparition that is bound in black sporting a wide brimmed hat. We kind of insinuated that this is a very menacing silhouette. Yeah. Uh, kind of makes me think of like the hat man. You sh- yeah, very valid. But instead of like attacking you in like your bed or at night. It's in the streets. She's roaming the streets. So if you were roaming the streets, how would you feel about coming across that? What would you think that would do for your mental state? What am I doing when I'm roaming the streets? Am I up to nefarious things or am I just killing time? Let's say you were... Let's say you were out... Um, doing nefarious things. And by nefarious, I just mean like maybe enjoying your local alcoholic watering hole. Oh, okay. And, and not like you're walking, you know, perhaps know to your nefarious. home or to the Uber. What? I said, I don't know if that's nefarious, but. Oh, man, it could be. It could be, I guess. I don't know. Um, How many shots are you doing? What are we doing here? Uh, getting wild? Sure. Maybe you're getting wild. Yeah. You're, you're walking to the corner to get to your Uber driver, you called, because mm-hmm. you're being responsible. Yeah. Uh, and I and see, see that. The, you see this, like, across the street. Yeah. I'd hurry more quickly to my Uber and get in with a sense of urgency Yeah, and tell him to punch it. What if your Uber driver isn't a he but a her, and she turns I around and tell her a, to punch it? She has a wide-brimmed hat, and she's all a phantom black creature. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. And then she takes you away in the Uber car. I mean, I, you don't know the rest of this legend, so you don't know what's going to happen to you. I don't. I wonder if you'd, you'd like it. What do you think? What's the over-under on you liking what she did to you in that car? Uh, I'm going to say I'm not going to like it, most likely. Yeah, I mean, no spoilers. I'm, I can't tell you. But, I mean, maybe, like, because you'd be, like, going to a bar. So you'd be, like, 21. But what if you're, like, just, like, a, a young scamp, like a 14-year-old kid riding your bike? What if she, like, would rather target you instead of the uh, 20-year-old drunkard? I don't know. I don't know what her M.O. is. I know. You're about to. But if she is a source of terror, what does she do? How does she terrorize the locals of Abbeville, Alabama? 
Also, I didn't look up how to pronounce the town is spelled A B B E V I L E Abbeville. I would assume. Sure. Alabama, a town like several southern towns, familiar with its own brand of terror. You know, certain harsh weather conditions, maybe some tornadoes and some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, obvious, unfortunate, horrifying Native American massacres, American slavery, and the following era of Jim Crow violence and prolonged bigotry. So, I mean, as far as like bad things happening, those are real life awful bad things. Yep. So, in this town, this southern town, this woman is a threat to anyone out wandering after dark. But again, she may have a preference toward the uh, the younger lads and lasses. Like children. Like children, for sure. But again, she's a she. But what is she? How did she come to be? Well, there are a few theories. I mean, is she a ghost? Uh, She doesn't sound like a ghost. No, but I mean, ghost, phantom. So is she a ghost? Well, definitely, for sure, maybe. Okay. Was this entity a woman who had lost her own child and now seeks out other children out of grief to try to console herself or them or out of revenge? That's like uh, La Llorona. Uh-huh. Did I say it right that time? I think you did. I think you did. We're going to roll with it. But again, is that the story? Was she trying to cope with the loss of her child or seeking revenge out of jealousy? Did she go mad and lose her mind? And then, of course, consider that unfinished business and stick around mm-hmm. to be scary. Well, from the paranormalsite.com, there's an account from Excuse Mac. Me. Is that it? website called paranormalsite.com? Correct. Okay. Yes. Just slash checking. paranormal encyclopedia, and then, of course, slash what this legend is called, which, again, I promise I'll tell you before this episode is out. What if I didn't, though? And she's like, well, there's a story. Figured out. And you're like, what? I'm like, well, that'd be a swerve. That might be one of the signs of the prophecy. The story with no name. Huh. Anyways, there's an account from Mac Gregory. That looks like his whole name. Not like Mac Gregor is like his last name. Mac Gregory, born in 1901, who at the time of his encounter was a teenager. And after work one day, he realized someone was following him in the dark. When he turned to see who it was, he could barely make out a tall, black-robed figure in the darkness. As he sped up to outpace the figure, the figure increased its speed to match. So she's fast. Mm-hmm. This continued unless he's slow. Anyways, this continued until he could see his home. He then sprinted up the steps and, and opened the door and went inside. Okay. Now. Was she somebody who like lost a kid and then like had grief stemming from that and either took a positive path um, or like a broken emotional path or like a violent path? Or was she brutally murdered and has remained as a spirit to test those who want to F around and find out after dark? You know, she was a lady walking at night, got killed at night, and now mm-hmm. she's like trying to maybe help people. Is she sticking around to warn others and save them from what befell her? Or Sca- scare them straight, basically? Basically, yeah. Like, don't go out after dark. Mm-hmm. You could get murdered like me. Or is she being, like, angry and being like, I got murdered, so now maybe I'm going to, you know, mess up you. You think you're better than me? You think you can just walk around at night and not get murdered? How dare you? 
How dare you? Or, and this is one theory that, again, was, you know, proliferated on a couple websites about this particular legend. Was she a college professor who dressed up or I passed away and became a ghost? It's kind of unclear, like, if she became, like, a supernatural being or if it was just, like, a professor out on the streets, like, trying to scare students back inside after hours so they didn't do anything bad. It's a weird thing. It is. That's why it's weird to, uh, you know, come across and necessary to include because it's like, what? She's either a ghost or she was killed and she lost a kid. Or maybe she's just a college professor who wants her kids to go inside to. uh... It also specified like retired college professor. So somebody who just couldn't let shit go and was just trying to like (laughs) get kids back into school after hours. I don't know. It's weird. Don't know how many legends include that, but hey, it's in this one. Yeah. Again, I'm still skirting the issue, though. Who is this entity? And what does she do? Do you have any guesses how she terrorizes people? Top three guesses. Anything that comes to mind. Don't have to overthink it. Just curious. Claws them. Okay, that's an option. What else could she do? Uh, lectures them about accounting. I like it. And then one more. Uh, screams. Interesting. One of those three might be partially correct. Sweet. Who is this entity, and what does she do? She runs up to children, squeezes them as hard as she can, and screams into their ears. <laughs> Zach, you nailed it. <laughs> you left out the squeezing part, though. I did leave out the squeezing. What might you call a squeeze if it's not a squeeze? A hug. You've heard of the tickler. Oh, no. Let me introduce you to Hugging Molly. <laughs> man okay much like the hodag of rhinelander wisconsin she's become the mascot of her town and there's even a 50s themed restaurant centered around her existence called hugging molly's amazing hugging molly hugging molly zach hugging fucking molly i think i talk about it later but there's been no reports of her like killing people, like maiming people. She literally just comes up at you. Again, a seven foot tall, maybe giant ass wide, tall phantom woman with a wide brimmed hat squeezes you tight, gives you a big hug, and just goes Rah! into your fucking ear. Yeah. Hugging Molly. Hugging Molly. The quote I shared earlier, again, from Jimmy Rain. He was the restaurant's founder. That was the other thing he founded and, <laughs> and why he's very invested in this topic and this legend. Uh-huh. And the more I was digging around, the more I found out that a lot of these reports come from his website. Clearly a legend, but like he went into, you know, like for this restaurant. Yep. It combines two things I like, like old, like retro, like imagery because mm-hmm. he loves like movie posters, old like movie posters. So there's a bunch of those inside the restaurant and then cryptid phantom monster stories, which would be good old hugging Molly. Amazing. From the restaurant's website, just because evidently this is becoming an advertisement for Huggin' Molly's. A family affair. A love of cooking is in the rain blood. Anthony Rain, the family patriarch known to locals as Mr. Tony, was born to Italian immigrants who brought from the home country traditions going back for generations. At his mother's side, he learned that cooking is not a duty, but an opportunity to spread the joys of friendship and love of family. And meals are treasured moments. So we got hugs and food, all the things you want. Perfect. Are you thinking of a classical family? Uh-huh. 
loving, caring relatives. In restaurants from New York in his younger days to his own enterprises in Abbeville. And you follow later on, Mr. Tony practiced those principles and he instilled them in his own sons. Today, Jimmy Rain continues the tradition with Huggin' Molly's, a family restaurant serving friendly hugs and good food too. I mean, I should have copied the menu down because there's a few like puns. There's like Molly, I think Molly Fingers because she like hugs you and like gets uh-huh. fingers and a bunch of different stuff named after his dad. But it's like a whole, just like a restaurant. And the, uh, I don't have it on here, but like the town, if it was a real sign, like it says, welcome to Abbeville. And there's a silhouette of like a woman chasing a child. <laughs> For real? <laughs> For real. Yeah. I can show it to you after we record. But no, like, that's awesome. That is wild. Which, again, only evoked images of the hodag and how much that town embraces their creature. Oh, yeah. This is also from the website. One night, Jimmy and his good friend Tommy Murphy heard the story from Tommy's dad. He told them he knew hugging Molly was real because she had sprung from the shadows and hugged him one night. They were convinced it had to be true. Hell, yeah. Uh... Now, Molly, like I mentioned, has never reportedly killed anyone. But there's always a first time for everything. Uh-huh. If you find yourself in Abbeville, Alabama, go check out Huggin' Molly's. But just be careful after dark. You may get smothered. Now, I prefaced that episode by saying it was a slight fright. But I also got to introduce myself and you to Huggin' Molly. Yeah which is a seven-foot-tall, wide-brim-hatted phantom woman who just runs up to you, hugs you, and screams in your ear. One side effect of the screams, you might hear some ringing. So maybe some uh, tinnitus, tetinitis, tinnitus, not tetinitis, that's something else. Tinnitus. Tinnitus, there you go. Yeah. Tinnitus, tinnitus, whatever you want to say. Tinnitus. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy and joyful, good food and, you know, violent hugs. Violent, aggressive hugs. Hugs. That leave your ears ringing, and, and like, you, and you going, what the fuck? Yeah, what just is that? Happened? Is what is going on? So like, if that's just a college professor dressed up looking scary, I'm more into it now. Than what are if you it's doing, a college professor? Yeah, it's just, just retired. Yeah, time to scare the kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thought process. Let's freak them the fuck out. Spent too long teaching them. Time to scare them. Time to tear them. Terrorize them. Scaring and tearing. What? That's just what Molly does. Uh-uh. Hugging. Just doing hugs. But yeah. Seven foot tall phantom woman running through the streets looking to dish out some very abrasive hugs. Yeah. It's like she's so excited that she finally got to hug somebody. She just screams. And it's like, I got you. Yeah. So it almost, it makes you, like, did this happen just, like, a couple times to someone? Did someone really just go mad for, like, a little bit? Or, like you said, just time to scare the kids. And enough people were terrorized, and there was no other explanations, that this is just, like, what stuck? I guess. And then maybe, like, somebody knew the actual person who was doing it. So that yeah, some, it's just Molly. Yeah, that's why, and that's why it's, like, very specific, because that guy, like, actually knew. He was like, yeah, that was my girlfriend. She really just wanted to fuck with these kids at this time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, maybe she, I don't know, maybe they were, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, an elevation issue where they thought she was, like, fucking huge. Maybe. Or, or scared. Or maybe she's just a big, tall girl. She could have been. lady. Or maybe it was one of those situations where, like, 
how we talked about the uh, forever ago now, Jesus, like the demon cat of Washington, D.C., where like police officers think they saw a giant cat. Oh, yeah. Well, like the cat, they just passed out They were all just floor. fucking hammered, though. And the cat was just right up in their face. They thought it was like 20 feet tall. Yeah. Maybe it's some weird thing like that. I don't know. Or just the fact that she was scary in a big flowing robe, cloak thing, jacket. Mm-hmm. Another website She's was- dressed like the Grim Reaper, so. I mean, she really is. It's like a female Reaper. She's mm-hmm. missing a scythe. Just wants hugs, though. Just hugs him. Just hugs and squeezes. Another website I used was aminoapps.com, Urban Legends, Cryptid. Then it goes into like the Hugging Molly page. But yeah, just good old Hugging Molly. And whenever you look up, it's not like hugging. It's like hugging. Hugging Molly. Hugging no, Molly. No G at the end. Hugging Molly. Hmm. But if you're ever in that sector of Alabama, you're looking for some place to go, you want to enjoy a cryptid, phantom creature, go check out Hugging Molly's. Yeah, do it. Tell them we're in fear sent you. Mm-hmm. As the prophecy demands. It's true. It's the first phase. Hugging Molly. When the seven foot tall beast arises from the alleyway and gives you a hug and screams into your ear, you know the time is now. I'm just saying, I didn't... Don't think like I made up the prophecy. It's just like, it's just like you know, it's been here for years. You prophesized it. It just, I mean, it just is what it is. So, like, I hope we just all get to buckle up. It's going to get wild. Okay. Hugging and hugging, I guess. Mm-hmm. When you were doing your last episode, for a second, my brain twitched. I'm like, is my character called Mary, too? <laughs> is this a Mary night? Drink and be merry and well, talk feel, about Marys. Well, it feels like we're going to have, like, a Batman-Superman incident. Or, like, you know, their mom had the same name. What did you say? Martha. <laughs> Who's Ma- Martha? Hugging Martha. Oh, Jesus. Nope. Hugging Molly. But yeah, I thought that was a nice, again, a slight fright, little quick banger. But, I mean, now we know Hugging Molly exists, so maybe she'll find true love with the tickler, and they can just have a great old fucking weird night together. Yeah, maybe. She can grab him, hug him, scream into his ear. The worst duo and, and he w- to plague humanity. She hugs him. Holds them in place while the yeah. tickler just tickles. Until she, like, and, and, like, the tickler has, like, knife hands. So, like, he's just tickling her, and she's getting cut up and bleeding, and it's just this blood, laugh, tickle fest, hug time. Mm-hmm. What a shit show. Yep. But, yeah, if anybody, you know, if anybody likes hugs or enjoys being tickled, just we, uh, email us a weird and fear. I was going to say we mail. Don't do that. Email us at weirdandfearedpodcast at gmail.com uh, if you want to support the show in any amount you feel is appropriate you can uh, just follow us on the patreon.com slash word and feared where we have some bonus episodes where me and zach just keep shooting the shit tonight we're just gonna keep doing a little bit of campfire talk yep. leave us a review where that's an option you know we do see them and we appreciate everything i mean we appreciate you listening at all it's very i mean it's nice it's awesome mm-hmm. because all we want to do is keep the spooking it is the horror quarter so like the rest of the world is catching up to us but you know People like us. We're just here. People like us just exist here all the time, and we keep the train rolling until everybody hops on at the stop. Spooky town. I'm not saying we're conductors, but I mean, we're feeling coal into the fire that keeps the spooky alive. Sure does. It takes. It takes. You know, it takes more than two people. It takes everybody who's into the spooky. But uh, yeah. Guys, enjoy yourselves. Again, things are getting wild, and I mean, 
what the fuck does this prophecy mean? Weird overarching plot thread I just introduced this past Yeah, this is kind of odd. Don't know what that means. Nope. We're going to find out. Yep. Buckle up. <laughs> All right, guys. But uh, yeah, uh, honestly, stay safe and stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.